Hi there, this is Ella Starr with your Key Races and Bets podcast for Derby Day, May 7, 2022. As always, this Key Races and Bets podcast, as well as the written version, the Key Races and Bets blog, brought to you by Amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R.com, a great legal online wagering site with lots of perks and tools for the better. Legal residents of most states covers tracks throughout North America and many throughout the world. Check it out at Amwager.com where you can get the written version of the Key Races and Bets podcast, which is the blog, by going to Amwager.com, clicking on How to Bet and Elastar's blog. We're going to start with the Fort Marcy Stakes Race 8 at Belmont on 419 on May 7th. We will end with the Derby. Even though Amwager doesn't take wagers on Churchill Downs, I do want to give everybody my derby plays as well. But Belmont has some great racing. Fort Marcy, Race 8, Belmont, 419 Eastern on May 7th. Doswell has won 3 of 12 races on the grass, but he's shown up nearly every time. As he's finished in the money in 11 of those 12 races, his best two efforts came at this mile and an eighth trip on the grass. First in December... In 2020, in the Fort Lauderdale Stakes, even though he ran second, earning a 112 Echo Base speed figure, the other time came in the Fort Lauderdale in December of 2021, when he won very strongly in a field of 12 of the 120 figure. He was a bit overmatched, 110 figure. He was a bit overmatched in the Pegasus World Cup a month later, now rested, working well for his return, as well as never having missed a board in three career starts on the Belmont grass. Doswell could lead these on a merry chase and win. City Man's another contender. He shows up most of the time, been in the money his last five, four of them stakes, first or second in nine of 19 career starts. He returned for four months off to win the $100,000 Dangerous Hour Stakes at Aqueduct last month with a 110 figure. Should have run even better second off the layoff. King Cause rounds out the win contenders, may get away a bit of a price as his last win on April 2nd. His most recent start came on the all-weather surface at Turfway Park. He beat 10 horses in that race, the Kentucky Cup Classic, which had a $250,000 purse bigger than this one. And he's earned half of his six career wins on grass, so no, no problem transferring the form. That form with a 107 competitive Equibase speed figure to the turf for his second stakes win in a row, potentially. In the Fort Marcy, race 8, Belmont, Saturday, May 7th, 419 Eastern, I will consider win bets on Doswell and City Man at 5 or 2 or higher. I would also consider King Cause at 7 2 or higher, so we'll end up probably playing two of these three. And the odds on some of these, two or all three, may offer us a good profit opportunity. And the best way to capitalize on betting horses at high odds to win is to maximize our profit, use a dutching tool, which means prorate the bet based on the odds. Amwager.com has a free and easy to use tool where you can set the amount you want to bet or the amount you want to win. And all the math is done for you to help you maximize your profit. That's just one of the many perks and features at Amwager.com. For the exact that we're going to box Doswell, City Man, and King Cause, then we're going to play doubles and pick threes. The double is in race eight, Doswell, City Man, and King Cause. And in race nine, Secret Time, Aziza, and Two a T. Two a T is entered for the main track only. Pick three is going to be in race eight, Doswell, City Man, and King Cause. In race nine, Secret Time, Aziza, and Two a T. And in race 10, Cody's Wish. Moving on to race nine, nice little allowance race sandwich in between the tur- the stakes races. It's very interesting, and it's scheduled for six furlongs on turf. Many of these are New York breads who have had many chances at this open allowance level. In addition, there appear to be more than a few early pace types, such as Charlie O, Sweet Solaire, 
Stony Point, Baby Man, and Mac the PhD. So if only two or three run, there's still going to be a hot pace to set the stalkers and closers. The first of those is Secret Time, who cuts back a bit from a two-turn, seven-and-a-half furlong race to six furlongs. I think that's going to hit it right between the eyes in terms of setting up his late kick, her late kick. In that longer race, last time out, Secret Time rallied from six back after a half-mile when fifth to make the lead in the stretch was passed late by four horses. With Javier Castellano getting on with so many top jocks out of town at Churchill Downs, it suggests Castellano had a choice of many horses. This memory will get up in time today and win. Aziz is the other stalker I think has a big shot. She was away from the races for an entire year until last month, so the fact that she ran third or fourth throughout that race and had no kick is not of a concern. Her only win came at that, that same 7.5 furlong two-turn distance at Gulfstream, and that was a race in which she rallied from fourth of seven to get up and win by a neck. With Lascano getting on, this gal may come in under the radar of most betters and offer some value. To a T, maybe a standout if the race moves to dirt. She has a 3-2-4 record in 13 registered, but her best effort in her most recent race, when she rallied strongly four to five paths wide in the stretch to win pretty easily. Considering many entered here will scratch if the race comes off the turf, to, to a T won't have that many horses to pass late and earn her second straight win. In race nine at Belmont with a post of 4.56 on Saturday, May 7th, I like Secret Time and Aziza. Consider them both at five or two or more. You can bet the one that's the highest odds or bet them both using a dutching tool. If the race is run on dirt, two of T's a great bet of two to one or more. And even if we're live in big threes, I think we should play some doubles here. So in race nine, we're going to use Secret Time, Aziza, and two of T. Remembering that two of T is only running for if races on dirt. And in race 10, Cody's Wish. Moving on to race 10, the Westchester Stakes post 537 Eastern on Saturday, May 7th. It's a short field of five, and Cody's Wish sticks out by a long way in terms of probability. And even if he's a low-odds overlay win bet, he still could be a good bet. Hopefully, we can cash the doubles and pick threes as well that we started in earlier races. Cody's Wish would be going for his fifth straight win if not for a neck defeat in the Challenger Stakes attempt made down on March 12th in his last race. The horse to beat him that day, Scalding, came back to demolish at Eastern Field to win the Ben Ally Stakes last month at Keeneland. Scalding improved markedly in terms of his speed figure, and considering Cody's Wish had run a 102 figure in his final start of 21, then even after three and a half months off, earned a 109 figure, and Scalding came back to win, and that Cody's Wish is a four-year-old with more improving to do, it's really his race to lose. I'll bet Cody's Wish in the Westchester Stakes at even money or more, a low-odds overlay win bet. Now I'll move on to the Derby, which is 6.57 post time. Now I'll give you the contenders first. They're in preference order. And there's Zandon with minimum odds for a win bet to consider at 5 to 2 or more. Tis the Bomb at 5 to 1 or more. Cyberknife at 5 to 1 or more. Epicenter at 7 to 1 or more. And then Smile Happy and Modonical at 10 to 1. Now, 10 to 1 or more. Now, looking at the morning lines, it looks like Tis the Bomb is definitely going to be above the minimum, as is Cyberknife, as is Smile Happy. And I have no problem betting three horses to win in a race like this in which there's so much value. I think Zandon is the, probably the most likely horse who will play him in some exactos, which I'll get to in a second. Zandon is improving, set to peak at the right time. In the bluegrass, a month ago, he sat relaxed and went 11, not 11th, went 9 out of 11 after a quarter mile, then 10th, then back to 11th. He closed under his own power at a moderate pace, was second with 8th mile to go, which is where you want to be in the derby. Derby, you need to be really first, second, or third 
with about a quarter mile to go. The Omnil already run nine furlongs. She ran second, beating the nose to Modonagle. And the Remsen last year is a two-year-old. <clears throat> he uh, didn't have a sprint prep when he ran third in the Risen Star. And he's come back with a 107 figure, which is pretty good. And then he moved up a lot back in the Bluegrass Stakes with a field high, Derby field high, last race figure of 110. And he really appears to be the horse that's going to move forward the most here. Then we have to talk about some prices. Even though Zanna is the right horse, there are some options here. Because until I fully looked at this field, I really had considered Tis the Bomb as a contender. But I watched the replay of the John Tattaglia Memorial and then the Jeff Ruby, in which he went from a 98 to 105 figure. So he's on the same right pattern. And he looks like he can improve again. It wasn't the best he had run in his career because last year... He went from a 98 when second in the Bourbon to a 109 when finishing 12th second in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Now, of course, most of those races were on turf and all weather. His only race conditional dirt this year, he finished a poor 7th at the Holy Bull, but he was coming for three months off. And that race might be ignored because he dominated last year in his route race in Ellis Park, breaking his maiden by 14 at lengths. And horses have done this before, of course. Animal Kingdom won the 2011 Derby following a win in the Jeff Ruby, which was then the spiral stakes. So at 30 to 1, I'm not going to leave Tis the Bomb out. Now, similar to Tis the Bomb, Cyberknife ran poorly in the Holy Bull in his Derby prep race earlier. And sixth, similar to Tis the Bomb, I'm sorry, running poorly in the in the Holy Bull, Cyberknife ran a poor six in the Lecomte. But returning to form a month later, he earned a career best 100 figure, winning around two turns in an allowance race. And then when the Arkansas Derby, with a slightly lower figure from 195. But he won in spite of running pretty wide, actually farther than most of the other horses. He was four to five wide for most of the race. And I like the way he responded when asked. He accelerated and was in front with an eighth mile to go before coasting home by three. And again, most of the time in the Kentucky Derby, having one of the top three spots in the stretch is a key to success. And that ability, tactical speed, and ability to respond to jockey and get in position go from like, you know, 12th to 3rd, pretty important. And that makes him a top year in this year's Derby. Now, Epicenter, the second choice in the morning line, is another who's done a little wrong in his career. He enters the Derby off a strong win in the Florida Derby after the Louisiana Derby, which is a mile and 316th, so just a little short of this. He's one of the few horses in the race besides Crown Pride and Summer of Tomorrow who come out of the UAE Derby that won it. The interesting thing about Epicenter is he's earned the exact same 97 figures in his last four starts. And I really like to see horses improve throughout the spring. However, considering the fact that he learned to relax and raced in third and then just moved with push-button ease to take the lead in that last race, I think he's got a shot, so I can't leave him out. That was Louisiana Derby. Then go back to another horse with a price to smile happy. He's going to be ignored by some bears by virtue of the fact he didn't win one of the preps. On the other hand, he finished first or second in all four career starts and can't be ignored. Um, he won a two-turn race in his career debut last year and four weeks later went into the Kentucky Jockey Club and won in a field of 10, improving from a 95 to 100 figure. He beat That was a key race. He beat lots of horses that came back to win, including Derby Entrance, Classic, Causeway, and Wide Barrio. He was given the winner off with a plan to aim for the Derby. He finished second month epicenter of the Risen Star when he'd been off for three months. Epicenter had only been off for a month. And then six weeks later, he ran in the Bluegrass. And after stalking the pace in third and going wide, 
He'd made nice movie led with Nathan Wilde to go. Although Zandon ran Smile Happy down in the late stages, he still was four clear of the third horse. More importantly, he proved to a 104 figure. And like the other contenders I've talked about here, the pattern's identifiable for further improvement. They're off the layoff, improving figures. And he's going to be 20-30-1. Must not be taken lightly. Round out my contenders. I always do six in the Derby out of 20 to consider because you can do that in the 20-horse field as contenders and look for the odds, the best odds on those contenders. So Mo Donegal won the Remsen at a mile and an eighth of a two-year-old, beating Zandon, and only the third start of his career, which is really no easy feat. Like others in Derby, the plan for him, was for him to grow up and begin his road to the Derby prep in January or February, which he did, finishing third in the Holy Bowl. For whatever reason, he skipped a March prep. And I thought he was a little short, honestly, when returning in the wood, but he was ready. In April, when he won the Wood Memorial rallying from last of eight to win by a neck, I'm not concerned he only won by a neck, given he had not raced for more than two months. And he improved to a one of three career best figure that suggests he's moving in the right direction. So he rounds out the top group, which I feel has a chance to win. So the Derby is a race in which, for some extent, to be cliche about it, you can take the road band off the bankroll. And given there'll be 20 horses, there's more than a few which will have odds of 20 to 1 or more. Normally not the case in most races with 12-horse fields. So there's some strategies here. As I mentioned earlier, win bets. So Zandon's 5-2, to two, and I would make a bet at 5-2 or, or more if those hold up, but if not, exact this. Tis the bomb at 5-1, to one, my, more, my minimum odds, and at 30, I'm definitely going to bet him. Cyberknife at uh, 20, I believe, at 5-1, to one, definitely bet him. Epicenter at 7-2, my minimum is 7-1, to one, so no. Smile happy twenty to one or thirty to one. He's ten to one. Yes, Modonical's on the fence because my minimum is ten to one. And he's ten to one, but you can consider that and certainly figure out which horse you want to bet to make a profit. Now the exactness. So I keep it simple in the Derby, with two plays, a box, and a key, and then a trifecta, just because there's just so many ways you can go. So the exacta box is really simple, but there's a lot of value because three of the horses are twenty to one or more. So it's a simple exacta box of Zandon, Tis the Bomb, Cyberknife, Epicenter, Smile Happy, and Modonical. It's $30 for a buck. I'll probably pay it for two bucks. Could pay, you know, if, if Epicenter and Zandon run one, two, you probably break even. If not, maybe three, four hundred bucks. Then I want to play Zandon, Tis the Bomb, and Cyberknife over Zandon, Tis the Bomb, Cyberknife, Epicenter, Smile Happy, Modonical. So my three top contenders over the other three contenders, but I'm also going to add in second. Summer is tomorrow, Messier, Crown Pride, Charge It, Taba, Wide Barrio, Tawny Port, and Zozos. So there's 14 horses there. Of course, only one of them can run second because three of them are the same. We have to win. So it's a one by 13, exact the three times. A $39 bet. And you got a lot of coverage here. Zandon wins, of course, and a big long shot comes in second to make a nice profit. If Tis the Bomber Cyberknife wins and one of the others come in second, you're going to get a $400 exact, even for a dollar in this field. So I think it's a great play. And again, you can get the bets here by going to amwager.com and clicking on How to Bet and All Stars blog and get the written version, the Key Races and Bets blog. Trifecta is going to be simple. Just a 50-cent trifecta box with the six main contenders. Zandon, Tis the Bomb, Cyberknife, Epicenter, Smile Happy, Mo Donegal. It's a $60 bet for 50 cents. It's got a very low probability of winning. The chance of winning this race is 20 times 19 times 18. So it's, you know, 10,000 times. And you've got, you know, 120 combinations. But it's still fun to have it. Have some rooting action. Could get lucky and hit it. I wouldn't expect to. Don't forget, 
You can get the blog by going to amwager.com, the written version. Click on How to Bet and All Stars blog. I certainly appreciate you listening to the blog each week and every week. Check out amwager.com if you're not a member. You can bet most tracks across North America, not Churchill Downs, though. But you can bet that on other sites. And I really hope you have a great Derby Day. And we'll talk to you next week.